The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Aaron Bertles joins us today with Water Street Solutions and Always makes for a fun final bell, Aaron, when we've got a USDA report. The WASDE numbers came out 11 o'clock this morning. Let's look at what they had to say, because from a soybean perspective, exports were lowered once again in these numbers. Yeah, you know, I think most people probably expected some of that, just not really knowing what those numbers would be. But, yeah, $60 million lower on exports. You've seen a lot of that business going to Brazil. You know, some of the big numbers we've seen here lately are, you know, Brazil right now, China bought 1.34 million tons of soybeans from Brazil in January, and that's up 80% from last year. So this has been going that way for a while now, and, and you've seen that continue here. But, yeah, some of the other stuff that you, you look at and people are watching closely for in this report were the numbers coming out of Brazil and Argentina. Uh, obviously, the big report highlights were the increases in corn exports, decreases in soybean exports. But then also, um, you know, soybean numbers in Argentina – uh, not really coming down like some people thought they might. And still, obviously, with the day that beans have had today, been all over the place, a lot of people looking for answers as to why beans would have a negative report today with carryout going up, Argentina numbers not being as low as they thought, but yet still seeing beans rally after that. So a lot of unanswered questions, but most of that probably coming from the fact that people are still not quite sure uh, that they believe the numbers coming from Argentina uh, with a lot of guesses being a lot lower than the number that came out today. You know, there's a lot kind of hanging out there waiting with what's happening weather-wise in South America. So looking at these numbers and all the talk that we've heard about the weather, do you see it kind of correlating as, as so much coffee shop talk has been around it? That's the biggest question right now because you still see a lot of things going on with Brazil. Uh, that number for corn didn't come out like people would have expected today. You had that number stay the same as far as Brazil's corn expectations. I don't think people are looking too closely at that yet and didn't react too strongly to it just because it is so early there. You know, it, most of that's being hindered because it's too wet. They're worried about acres. They're worried about uh, being able to get the crop in the ground at the right time and that hurting production. Brazil's uh, prediction analysts come out and expect a crop of 88 million metric tons, whereas the USDA was still not willing to adjust their 95 million metric ton number. So. That's a a big one down the road that people are going to be watching and and paying close attention to. And then also just soybeans overall, right? I mean, we we expect some rain to come this weekend uh, for Argentina. Uh, They're expecting that to be pretty good coverage, but then a dry pattern to move back in. And anything beyond that, they just don't pay that close attention to because they don't trust the forecast for that period of time. But there's a lot of confusion about how much more is Brazil going to produce for soybeans because that harvest has been slowed, but they are expected to have a very good crop. So is Argentina going to be bad enough that what Brazil produces in excess of what they thought isn't going to offset that? So that's the part people are really trying to to play out here. And it seems like people aren't really willing to push the price past where it's been, uh, but also aren't really willing to sell it off yet because of these weather concerns. Looking at the, I know there was talk of some some farm gate uh, prices and ranges of what we might see on these numbers as well. I know what was it, soybeans anywhere from eight ninety to I think it was nine seventy on average was what a nine thirty a bushel. Yeah, I think you've got a lot of you know. I mean, to me, you have 
so many unanswered questions. It's tough to put a price tag on this. But if you start walking into spring, uh, and this weather problem doesn't really become an issue, uh, and you hang out here at this level, and it encourages people to plant acres of beans because they're more profitable, uh, I wouldn't want to sit around and take all that risk uh, with the amount of acres that are possible to plant, and especially with a carryout now that's 530 million. Uh, that's one of the biggest carryouts we've seen since, I think, 06, 07, uh, as far as stated by the USDA. So that's a big number, especially if we come out on top of that and expect to plant, you know, 90 or more million acres of beans this spring. Anything else in this report that you wanted to, to hit on for our listeners? I think the biggest stuff is, is just South America and what those numbers come out as. I think it's important to realize that it's still early to try to predict some of that stuff down there. Beans probably a little closer than corn. Very early on corn to be trying to predict, you know, what kind of crop Brazil is going to have. A lot of this early stuff is just coming down to how many acres they believe they're going to plant. Not so much to do with, you know, what kind of crop they have at this point. So a uh, lot of stuff still happening down there. A lot of things unanswered. Um, but we'll get some more answers as we move forward. Well, and definitely, you know, rain is going to continue to be needed in so many areas of Argentina. You guys, I'm sure, will be very closely watching what happens with these weather reports and just the commentary that's coming out of South America from not only producers, but commodity folks like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I encourage people to to utilize this. There's big numbers that we're facing from a fundamental standpoint. If If these weather things don't play out, if it doesn't, end up being the whisper numbers that people are talking about of you know lower lower than what we just got in this report crops in argentina and then you know less than adequate crops in brazil uh you're going to be starting off in a pretty good hole here with the the carryout that we just stated for soybeans in this report so i'd encourage people to be looking at that closely but trying not to to play the guessing game with weather um try to take advantage of some of this uh going into that time before some of those questions are answered you know, I had a producer, Aaron, that made the comment, it seems like this year's weather happenings in South America is making the trade more nervous than in years past. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that necessarily. Maybe for beans. Uh, you watch corn, and it seems to me like it's doing the same kind of stuff it did last year, where people expect it to rally to this certain point because of what's going on, and then it just never really wants to push past some of those uh, specific levels that we think it should. Uh, I would somewhat agree with beans, though, just because this is a big carryout. Like I said, the biggest one since 06, 07, but yet you still saw things rally today. A lot of this has to do with demand, right? It, it has to do with where we're starting off each year from a, um, you know, how much we're expecting uh, from a demand standpoint. And that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I said, I said something about uh, China. Stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up. Chin. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertels again is joining us with Water Street Solutions. Before we headed to break, we were talking about the WASDE report that came out today. Aaron, let's talk about the wheat. Um, what are your thoughts on what those numbers had to say? Well, typical for wheat, we had some good momentum moving forward, and then they get a report that's you know overall not really friendly. Uh, carryout went up. Uh, overall ending stocks went down a little bit for the world, so that's a good thing, but they didn't react well to it today. Uh, you've had some uh, of the funds trying to get out of their short position with that market, and I think it's mostly a 
risk-off type move as we see a lot of dry weather in the southern plains. And they just, you know, they've built a big short position and are trying to get out of that. I don't think it's a fundamental shift by any means or anything that's changing. It's just a big short position that doesn't feel like it uh, can be as short now because of some of the weather concerns in the southern plains. And finally, just to reiterate what you were talking about to our listeners, they need to take some advantage, be watching these markets and, and talking to folks like yourself about what to do with this year's crop. Yeah, I think it's important right now to realize that the bounces we're getting here are not because we have a tight fundamental situation. It's because we've got some weather concerns uh, in a country that's a ways away. Uh, that's obviously important to this whole thing, but there's a lot of unanswered questions. Now, it could be friendly. But it also could be a situation like we had last year where everybody thinks it's friendly and turns out to the weather turns around and, and things become uh, uh, in better shape down there and we start off with a larger crop from South America than expected. So I just encourage people to make sure they're looking at this and taking advantage of it uh, from a price standpoint because this is profitable for a lot of people, especially from a bean standpoint. Uh, a lot of year left, you know, a lot of year as we move forward, but this is one opportunity that I think people need to sit back and say, okay, you know, what do we really know today? And what we really know is that we have a big corn carryout. It got a little smaller today, but it's still very large. And we just had a bean carryout that increased by 60 million bushels from the last report. Uh, other than that, the things that we know is there are weather concerns, and we don't know if those weather concerns are going to turn into reality or not. So. I just think it's important to take a step back and realize this is a pretty good opportunity to take advantage of. Let's jump over to the livestock side of the trade. Cattle, live side of it, pretty steady, you said, on the cattle numbers. Yeah, big range today. Uh, and you've seen some of this here lately where uh, the cattle markets just have seemed to divorce themselves a little bit from the stock market, but yet don't want to do a whole lot with the volatility that's going on over there. A lot of the benefit in the market here lately has come because of consumer demand and I think there are some concerns that the volatility in the stock market is going to leak over to that and, and maybe people won't be as confident in buying beef moving forward but still some optimism in the fact that the tax cuts are going to increase um, the ability for people to have extra income and, and spend that uh, at the stores and then also just exports you know, I think that's the biggest thing this year we do have increased supply but it's tough for people right now to take into account just how much more we are exporting. Uh, for all of 2017, exports were up about 11.8% from last year. So that's a big number, and that's a lot of these places that we've now opened the borders to that are, are making it more accessible for us to, to export beef. Uh, hogs are a little bit the opposite here. They've, they've taken on some weakness because of uh, weakness in pork prices this week. Uh, you did have a big jump up uh, before this in futures. Uh, that was probably a little too quick considering the uh, the fundamentals we have in front of us right now. Uh, but you've taken a big dive here, probably overdone now to uh, futures are a $5 discount to cash. So I would expect things to stabilize there uh, right now um, until they get some new information. Uh, looking at the cash from, from the cattle, though, it has really been slow to get going and redevelop on the trade. Yeah, you've just seen the, the, the chart going back and forth. I mean, the technical picture hasn't changed a whole lot here lately. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're you're still waiting. People are still waiting to see what kind of what things change with the demand numbers here. I think people got pretty shook up this last week with the big move in the stock market, and that's made people want to take a step back and uh, kind of reevaluate. Is this going to slow demand down? Is demand going to keep up? Because uh, we know the supply is there. So they just want to make sure demand is going to stay in place. 
What have you been thoughts on the way this box beef has been trading? I mean, today seems like one of the first days we've seen mixed numbers. Yeah, I, I think, again, I think it's the same thing. I just think that uh, people are, are, are taking a back seat right now. They want to sit back. They want to see how some other things develop um, before really, you know, starting to press things forward. So I think there's just some confusion, and that's why you're seeing the, you know, the, the live cattle chart itself not want to really make a move. All right. Uh, any last thoughts on either livestock or grains as we get ready to head into a Friday trade? Um, I think... You know, again, I just think it's important right now to realize the time of the year that we're in, uh, especially on grains. Uh, you know, looking at what kind of risk can I take off the table at some better prices before we really get into the volatile part of the year. Uh, you know, this is not always a time where we have opportunities to do anything. Uh, and I just think it's important to realize that we have some big numbers in front of us so that we need to uh, we need to make sure we're taking some risk off the table at a slower time. All right. Sounds good. Aaron, what's the best way for folks to reach you guys there at Water Street? Yeah, just give us a call at 309-680-1200. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealers. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.